Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the Wonderful Arsenio ZSL Podcast, man. It has been a long time since I've actually done one of these. And obviously you may hear, uh, or you're probably, you know, asking yourself, oh my God, what's wrong with your voice? Sinuses totally blew up and I didn't take action on it. But luckily I went to the hospital today and the medication's already working. I'm feeling really, really good. So bear with me in terms of my how my voice sounds, but I got the full range of my voice, which had completely fallen apart about three days ago for whatever reason. But nonetheless, leading meetings, people, how much influence do you have at the meetings that you participate in? Now, again, how much influence? Remember, some of you already know that I've talked about this on a number of occasions on my personal development podcast, The Arsenio Buck Perspective. And I remember I was the youngest one in the room, the last whiny bitch party I had of a meeting uh, about seven years ago when I was far younger, only 27 years old at the time, a goddamn baby. And I remember I was the youngest one in the room and there was a snake who I called a snake before he had come into the company because I knew he had a very malicious agenda. And before going into the meeting, he said, hey, just let the big boys talk. Don't talk. And I said, what? Big boys? What, because you're old? You're respected? Absolutely not. That's not how it works. Now, maybe if you're on a Fifth Avenue or, you know, type of company out there in New York and you're just being bullied, you know, from the top to the bottom of the ladder in some kind of newspaper edited bullshit-ass job, I believe that everyone should have a voice, just like what I had shown you in terms of, uh, what is that, margin call with Kevin Spacey, right? And because everyone does have an influence, but if you de-voice someone and you do not allow someone to speak up, what ends up happening is, well, you kind of feel like you're not contributing to anything, right? Remember, going back to the last time I had worked for someone who he had the most racist staff members in all of the world. And I walked in and I sat in a meeting with three other young uh, British, white British. I have to emphasize that because the guy, the CEO, didn't want to hire me to begin with because I was already too dark. Can you believe that? And I was trying to get my ideas in. One of the girls by the name of Nicole just kept shooting down my ideas. And I'm like, how am I going to answer anything if you keep bullying me into not saying anything? It was the most amazing thing that I had ever witnessed before in my life. And I'm very fortunate and I'm very grateful because I ended up just excommunicating all those clowns probably around, oh my God, this probably have to happen probably just a few months later because it was just too much. And so I think if you do not allow as a manager for other people, I don't give a fuck what level you're at. I get it. I get it. I got folks from all over the world listening to this podcast now. The numbers even though I'm uploading just four times a week, the numbers for every episode are astonishingly high. And I get it. Some of you live out there in Saudi Arabia. I get it. Some of you live out there in Taiwan and Japan and especially Korea, where the power scale is significantly higher. Some of you may work for big companies out there in America where the managers like to bully the fuck out of you. Some of you may live in North Africa where women do not have a voice. Right. Or even in the Middle East where women just do not have a voice. And it's like I said, it's easier to say go in there and Rambo the fuck out of it because I am a Rambo type of Puerto Rican guy. OK, I let people have it. I'm 34. 
but I feel like I'm 75 in terms of I really don't need anyone's approval. Okay, so you could go fuck yourself. That's how I keep it. That's how I do it. You know, I uh, just finished teaching a couple of students. We had only met three times in one month. And then I said, you know what? Time, energy, return, money, insanity. All of those are very low. Okay, sorry. I, because of the floods that are happening, and that's probably why I haven't been uploaded as often. I, I told her, I said, you know what? No, I'm sorry. I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to be traveling all the way out there for the amount of money, the energy that is required, the return that I get from, especially you, the money that is pretty low and the sanity that's at an all time low. This is what I do with all the companies and every project that I go, you know, that I put myself into because I have full responsibility and I have full control. But some of you work in companies where you do not have control. So I would ask you when it comes to meetings, would you rather leave, follow, or simply get out of the way? Now, this is going to be very different for all of you out there. I remember being at Bangkok Bank when I was teaching executives. And the Japanese were there. And there were about 20 of them standing so ominously outside the office. And they all entered in through the superiority all the way to whatever the lowest is. No one said anything. That was the quietest room filled with about 20 people, 20 chairs, 20 suits, and only one person speaking. Ah, that's a room simply of people who just want to get the fuck out of the way, right? There's no room for growth. You do as you say. And if you don't like it, you can find yourself another job. Unfortunately, there are a lot of companies out there, especially in bacon, especially Japanese bacon, where you better follow within the line or you're going to be in deep shit. You know, and again, like I said, that's just how the situation is. Uh, but again, a leader is in everyone because you have the ability to inspire based on your story, based on what you've been through, and based on your overcomings and things that you've overcome throughout your lifetime. So, yes, it is absolutely important to follow, as I did when I first started tutoring. What's this book? What's that book? Is this going to benefit? Oh, like a supplement material? Hey, what do you think about this? I think this is doing a really good job. What do you think? Having those honest conversations put me into a full leadership role within one year. And me ended up being the quote unquote most popular teacher until, of course, a monster had taken over. Group thing had happened. And then I walked out of there towards the end of 2017. It being the most amazing thing that I ever had done to my life to that point. Because I finally opened up and I took those cages and those shackles off my ankles, right? And so, again, when it comes to this, think about the pros and cons of being a leader and a follower. Understand that. It's very important to learn new things and to upskill. You can do that by being a follower. But see, I'm not necessarily a leader because I'm always a follower. I'm always learning. I'm always learning how to improve the relationship with my fiance improve my communication with my students, uh, improve the preparation in terms of this and that. These are all part of my process and my development. I am a learner of life. I've dedicated my life and my soul and my spirit to learning. And so, yes, I am a follower, but I'm more, not a follower, but I'm more of a learner. And I know that I can take up a leader, leadership position in terms of what I do with my own business online, right? So I got some questions for a regular meeting that you may attend first and foremost who's the most powerful person in the room does he or she actually lead the meeting that's number one number two what are the seating arrangements 
fixed or flexible. Again, remember, I just gave you the example of what uh, a bank out here in Thailand had done with some of the Japanese workers that work within the bank. Uh, number three, does anyone tend to dominate the discussion? And if they do, is that ever a problem? Are there people who hardly speak at all? If so, why are they even there? And then who, if anyone, is the most dangerous person in the room? Now, luckily, like you guys already know, I've talked about this on so many occasions. I do not have, uh, what is it? I do not have people speak to me on a routine basis. I do not have meetings because I literally just work for me. I show up. I do a couple of things. The corporate training department, they've been landing me with a lot of company work. I got enough, thank God, I got a company only about three miles away from my home. So I could take a little grab moped taxi very easily there that I'm going to be starting. But I have a free range of things that I can do. I have ownership of that project. And yes, I have another project. As a matter of fact, working for a Japanese company, believe it or not, in the heart of the business district teaching Thai students. And the guy is absolutely amazing. I love the Japanese. They are just so, you know, they're just friendly as hell. This guy is just awesome. He's a guy that you'd be like, hey, where are you going? Let's go get a drink. Just love it. And he owns this branch out here in Thailand. And so with that being said, I've never had it been in a situation where there was someone that was very intimidating, an intimidating factor within a meeting. You couldn't say this. You couldn't say that. And again, if you're in meetings with big time people, heavy hitter CEOs, fat cats, I know that there is someone who's very dangerous. And if you say something, they might make you look fucking ridiculous. If that's the case, man, I would say, what? Look for another goddamn job. And so again, if we put this into perspective, I'm going to be talking about, obviously, uh, some of the problems that we encounter in meetings with, let's say, not paraphrases, but collocations. Okay, that's available on my early access badge. That's $5 a month. So make sure you tune into that or at least follow me on our Studio ZSL podcast. And with that being said, I'm going to give you this last thing before we go. Then we're going to talk about the five different types of meetings to see if you can apply that to the business and the work that you're in to see if it may be of use. Because maybe you have meetings and you do meetings that are just totally fucking useless. Happens all the time. So here we go. Let's check this out. Does it or does this strike you as a good idea? This is called the power table. Suppose you removed the table from your conference room and replaced the seats with armchairs. Suppose you turned it into a living room. How much would this affect your meetings? That's how your meetings are about power, not communication. I'll say that one more time. That's how much your meetings are about power not communication. And so, sure, sitting at tables, it's a little bit of a coldness. Having couches and sitting down in a very relaxed environment, that takes all the stress away. But I understand there are a lot of different countries out there where you're just not going to be able to do it. But hey, if you put in a couple of bean bags, a couple of chairs, a nice little living room, a nice little meeting room where there isn't a table there, and people could just set it up on their lap let's say on a love seat or something like that. Dim the lights down, you know, put on some little calm music or have a, like, a nice little aroma, lemongrass slash peppermint going, making it feel like a spa. No, you're not going to fall asleep. You're going to feel relaxed because that's how meetings should be. But in saying that, 
It's just one thing that you can think of. With that being said, we're going to be focusing on the different types of meetings in the next episode. And until then, woo, it is good to be back. Stay tuned for more Over and Out.